My name is Comfort Mwendwa. I am an entrepreneur. So uh, I finished my high school in 2012. And then I asked to take a gap year. I don't know what I was exploring. But then I got into, I got a passion for technology and adoption of that technology, especially by businesses. And then I started doing it unofficially, just advising my parents, uh, my mom's especially her friends, uh, her entrepreneur friends. And then in 2018, March, I registered a company. And at that, at that point in time, it was a consulting firm. So I didn't really go to school for business. I sort of learned on the job. Uh, so that's, that's me. Yeah, you, you probably like me, where I went to school for accounting. But I'm not farming and I didn't go to school for that. But (laughs) it's always kind of an evolving journey. (laughs) But did you, did you, um, after you studied, did you go work in corporates? Like what was going on up from your time you graduated up until 2018? Is that when you started your business? Uh, What, what was going on? Honestly, I was doing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and this is I like to explore. So I can't really for sure like something specific I was doing. I remember getting to um, community development at some point. And then... Um, oh, so we're just um, wondering, like, were you working in corporate up from the time you graduated up until you started your own company? Like, what was happening around your life during that time? Oh, okay. So um, I, was, I was doing different things. Um, at some point, I was interested in community development, and I explored that for a bit, but I did not have a corporate job. Interestingly, I have a nine-to-five now, and that stemmed from just um, working within my business and realizing that there's lots of things I don't know. And so I, I was drawn to trying to understand how some things work from the inside of a business. So, uh, but then I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't, I didn't have a corporate job then or anything that's tied to what I'm doing now. It's just, I was young. I was, I was young then. I was exploding a lot of things. Anything interesting, I was doing that. <laughs> were you in Kenya the whole time you were exploring or you traveled around different countries? I was in Kenya. It, 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 it's crazy. I did, at some point, I volunteered for a year at a special school. I did sign language. I tried to host events around community development. Honestly, I did a lot. I was just jumping on cool bandwagons. I think I was finding myself also as a person and just finding what my purpose was. So, yeah. You know, I actually love how you you actually talking about finding your purpose. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are very lost. And the fact that you have the courage to explore and eventually get to where you're at right now. I, I really commend you. And I mm. it's one thing that should probably be preached that, you know, it's okay to be young and to yeah. explore. And yeah. Yeah. You get into what it is that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's difficult sometimes when your friends are just, you know, doing something different and you and you're choosing to do something else. It seems like a bold move, but it's it's difficult for you to like just hold on to that stance that 
I want to find out like what I was like born to do and I'm going to do that differently yeah no I I totally get you but at some point did you ever feel left behind like did you ever compare yourself to your peers to say oh I should be this I should be somewhere else did you ever feel that just you know just saying you know how you were saying it's not easy um did you ever feel left out and you know just maybe compare yourself to your peers to say you know um I'm I'm did you ever have that feeling at all yeah all the time (laughs) all the time especially especially when I was starting out um so all my peers were either like finishing um uni or about to graduate the third or fourth year or people are doing different things I had friends who were like traveling outside the country for internships and whatnot so yeah you could you I felt that I wasn't progressing in the way that I should but then sometimes I'd have discussions with these people or I'd have discussions I'd be in rooms where my peers are not and I would engage to I wouldn't say high level, but I would engage on matters that, on things that matter to me, but like, behind, you're making progress. And so that made me start comparing myself less and just trying to appreciate like the growth and the progress that no one sees, the personal growth or the business growth or the learnings that you're, you're getting uh, along the way. So, yeah. No, I love that. Little progress is always more progress. And the fact that you're happy, I feel, is the most important. But I think we're going to talk about your business, Comfort. Um, Oya, oh yeah. it's called Oya, oh yeah, Kenya? Yes, Oya. Oh yeah. Yes, oh yeah. please tell us about it. I'm actually kind of excited because, you know, you talk about technology and SMEs, something that, you know, a lot of us are still struggling with. So, Tell us about your business, how you started it, and, you know, how you work with entrepreneurs and how technology can actually help uh, SMEs. All right. So I am passionate about technology, obviously, and I can talk about it wise. As it started off just being in the midst of conversations uh, that entrepreneurs are having in the struggle with different processes or trying to scale the or refine the processes. And for me, I was finding my solution or my advice was technology best. So someone pointed out that like every solution I'm giving to a struggle within a business is technology best. solutions within Africa and just adoption of technology solutions in Africa and I fell in love I guess uh, so we say so our company we say we exist to drive the use of technology solutions by SMEs within Africa and the African internet economy is like quickly expanding especially online commerce in the region it's growing last time we checked it's 20, 21% year over year and 75% faster than the global average. And we can't like overemphasize the benefits of just using technology. Yeah. I hope I wasn't too... Yeah. 
Wow, it was it was very impressive. And you did mention that you didn't have any business experience when you started your business, isn't it? Yes, I did not. Wow. Okay. Did you have any um, support or people that uh, have helped you grow your business when you started? Yes. I had a mentor for the past few years. She, she contributed a lot to just me setting up. Because when I started, I had a mentor. I didn't even know it was something to be turned into a business. And I'm not saying... I did know a few things. I didn't know a lot of things then. And I still don't know a few things now. But there's a big difference between when I started out. And so my then mentor was sort of the one who, who told me, you know, you could... You your mentor, you mentioned that you had a mentor that helped you sort of have this idea to start your business in 2018. Yeah. So around that time, it was still an idea. And she was the one who guided me in trying to set a business around the idea. I was just giving out free advice then. And she was the one who told me, um, have you thought about into business, I thought about like registering it officially. I wasn't in that headspace, so she was the one who sort of led me into trying to build this as a business, turn my passion into something profitable. So, yeah, she did contribute largely to my growth. So, is your business? So I know you've said um, you, you are now working full-time and you're yeah. working in the business as well. How, how are you balancing that? And you've got AWIC as well, which is also taking a lot of your, your time. It is. AWIC is taking time. Uh, so about my business being profitable, no. I, it is revenue-generating, not profitable, around... 2019 and 2020, I was able to receive two grants. So business was slow then. Uh, so that was helpful in just helping us be sustainable. Um, right now, I have a nine-to-five. So I do, I wake up early in the morning and just do my, uh, just do work around my business. And then also later in the evening and then weekends, <laughs> And then, yeah, I just tried to. So, Eric has been helpful in helping me manage time. So, the first, the first, the very first thing we learned was time management. That was yeah. crucial for me because I struggled with that. So, it just helped me look at my day and just break it down into different parts and try and see what is like what activities waste my time. And I had a lot, and where I can sort of like put in slots for different things, just be productive, also like getting your mental health. So I'm, I'm not saying I have found the balance, but I am constantly working towards finding. I'm sure she can hear us, Hilda, because <laughs> she yeah. said she will be able to hear us every time she kind of yeah. drops off. Yeah, I, I like she mentioned that um, the program is helping her balance 
um, have full-time job and her business and it's also helping her mental health did you did you hear that part where she mentioned that yeah because um with a work we the the first um, month was all about time because I think they figured how critical it would be um, mm-hmm. spending time with AWIC and also then managing for those that have work commitments, for those that have got a business, for those that have got family, because some people are married with children. So I think it was a very important part when we started. And mm. yeah, yeah, I think you can drown in it all if you're not careful. So, and yeah, we've lost her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the program, out in in your opinion, do you would you recommend other entrepreneurs to sign up for a program? I know that they're going to start the applications for the next cohort early in January. Yes, I I I would definitely recommend out of some of the programs that I have done that do mm. not have funding. Um, I think because obviously the Tony Elumelu was great and that it was. It, it did a lot of aspects in terms of your business. Like you touched on a lot of finance, marketing, sales, and all those um, topics that are very critical to your business. And then you got funding at the end of it, right? Um, yeah. Which was, I think, what people were really aspiring to get to. <laughs> so you're completing all your tasks so that you get 5,000 US dollars. Um, However, AWIC, there's no funding, right? But I think I've kept the momentum because I have gotten to a point where I'm just like, yeah, there's no funding. I'm really not that keen, especially when it comes to things like numbers and stuff, right? I think being an accountant, I kind of know my stuff. So with AWIC, I think it's been great because um, they've done things a bit differently in that, yes, we've got topics, right, each month, but Mm -hmm. then we've got to give feedbacks to our peers. So... Mm -hmm. We've literally been interacting with each other along the way. And, you know, it's been a good basis of networking with other people, getting ideas with other entrepreneurs. Um, but, yeah, Comfort is back. So maybe you can share with us your AWIC experience, Comfort, because I think Hilda was just saying, would you recommend other entrepreneurs to, to apply for AWIC? Yes, definitely. I mean... I'll be honest, I joined, uh, I tried to apply um, for a work because there's a part in their website where they say world-class business something. And it's like, ooh, you know, it's going to be <laughs> one of those, I don't know, one of my like, once-in-a-lifetime experiences. But I wasn't prepared for how impactful it actually is because it forces you to really look at your business and it's every part of the business, like even the things you don't like. Because personally, I'm not drawn towards marketing mm-hmm. or even something like that. And that has resulted to a lack of positioning for my business. I struggled with that. And so it just forces you to look at every aspect. It ties, it ties to... You as an entrepreneur, not just you as the person that has to build a business, or yeah, just it, it touches on a lot of parts of the individual and their business and their network. Oh my god, the women are amazing! Like, every woman is just amazing. I mean, oh, every time. So, it's, 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 been, a good, it's been a good journey for me. Um, I, I highly recommend. Yeah, and 
I am absolutely looking forward to Kenya. I was like already looking at my flights and my accommodation because I cannot wait to meet all these phenomenal women. Like, trust me. <laughs> yes, and I cannot, we cannot wait. We, we cannot wait to welcome you guys. You'll be jealous because you're coming in and we're just here. But it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the Kenyans, I think they would have loved to leave Kenya. But some of us who've never been to Kenya, we're like really looking forward to it. I think this would be a great opportunity for everyone who hasn't been to Kenya to actually travel for this. Exactly. Because it will obviously be impactful. But Kampan, I'm just going to take you back a bit in terms of your technology business. Um, I think it's critical in Africa. Where do you think we stand as SMEs in terms of um, incorporating technology in our businesses? That's a good question. Um, I think... As a collective, we are ready. I feel like the market is ready for adoption, but I feel like the people who are supposed to drive that adoption are not preaching the right message. Because if I'm a provider of a software solution, mm-hmm. it, 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 to a business partner, it doesn't make sense to just tell them that I have this solution and it helps you do this. I feel like we should advocate for more like selling as like instead of telling someone these are the features and whatnot we should just tell them what it does in the business and the kind of impact it can have but i feel like generally smes are ready to adopt and i used to i used to think that pricing was a problem but i realized smes have money <laughs> so they have the money for it if if told correctly they can see it as an investment and we're dealing with people who are literate enough to understand the technology sorry and and consume it for the business so i feel like we're in a good place out of 10 i would say uh 6.8 more leaning to seven but uh, there's work to be done, of course. Yeah, and what what type of technology do you reckon we can sort of incorporate into our businesses? I think, you know, there's obviously social media, and then there's obviously probably different accounting softwares. And yeah, what what types of technology do you think um are available for 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 SMEs? Or even startups, because I know you've said SMEs have got money, but there's some people that literally are holding on to every last dollar. Um, yeah. Have. Well, there. Okay, so for people, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of free um, solutions, mm-hmm. and there's something going around that I'm hoping we can have more of for SMEs, which is so startups are receiving um, credits like technology credits, where you're able to work with these um, legacy software providers and it's free for you because you're doing it on credit. We're not seeing that for SMEs. I'm hoping we see more of that. But um, I think, okay, first of all, it's important to digitize your cells, you know. So you, I feel like it's important because I've tried helping entrepreneurs digitize other processes, say accounting, HR, um, 
CRM, customer relationship management and whatnot, but you find that it's a lot difficult if their sales process is digitized. So if they don't have a website that they're selling on or any kind of platform that they're dealing with, it's sort of hard to, because it, it, it has to be like a free flowing process. So it's sort of hard to digitize other parts if you haven't digitized yourself. But that's more of a personal experience and opinion. But yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I don't have a website for my business, so I, I really need to get on to um, and definitely be more present on on in terms of technology. And given my yeah. age, I really should not be hesitant. <laughs> but to answer your question, I think what I do recommend um, like as a key professor is mostly administrative work. You can find software around helping you with admin, also finances, but the accounting uh, software tools come in, and then people, so a lot of people management, and also customers. So I feel like those are important in a business, so we can start with that, and then everything else comes or becomes a part of something that you're really trying to do. So, yeah. yeah. I hope I answered the question. No, you did. You did. Um, I don't know, Hilda, do you have any other questions around, you know, her technology or around her business? Um, I know uh, in Kenya, there's a, a a growing need for mobile money. You, you guys use a lot of mobile money, isn't it? Yes, yes, we do. And how important is it to have that in place for SMEs? How important is it to have? Like how, yeah, how important is it? Like every business now has that mobile money payment option, isn't it? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Is it is it easier for um, small companies to have mobile money instead of having to deal with cash um, on hand or when yeah. put online and all that? I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's easier. And we all know that payment is the big connector when it comes to tech. So the fact that we have an easier way of capturing payments when you make a sale, um, that has helped, especially for formal or businesses. And I like that M-Pesa has diversified its offerings. We have, they have like, they're coming up with sort of like a mobile wallet for small businesses, like micro-businesses. It's called Pochi La Biashara. So they, they even try to capture s- small payments, as small as uh, 50 shillings. I don't know how much that is in dollars, but less than, less than $1. So they're trying to capture all kinds of payments. So I feel like it, it, it helps in growing the business 
because you're able to have an account of yourself and maybe that translates to you having an account on how of how your inventory is going out and you know you can have you're having a lot of so buy now pay later like mm-hmm. technologies coming up so also around payments and um what else is going on so yeah mpesa mpesa is is really helping in updating payments and just trying to make sure that everyone is safe especially micro businesses oh okay yeah i think we had we had eco cash here in zim but um I think yeah that's the way to go honestly speaking mm. in terms mm. of mobile money and you know that's technology um it's, I think this is quite uh, I don't know about crypto but all those ways of just technology 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 I wonder if it will crash at some point <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it's actually growing but yeah no comfort what an absolute pleasure of having you um would you have any last remarks about what you want to share about your journey and any advice to listeners um personal advice never stop learning um uh, entrepreneurial advice i would say i mean learn okay it's, it's also about learning i love learning just find out as much as possible about what you're trying to do or the area that your you business exists in so just be on the know i mean you can't afford to ignore key trends or things you should be doing but um what i've learned for the last two years i think is you never know what you don't know uh the last two years has have been have been I wouldn't say difficult but it's been it's been a journey for me because sometimes when you're starting out in entrepreneurship you get to a point where you think that you mastered the art of running a business and then something changes or dynamics change or something happens and then now you have to strategize so I had that I had to move my business from Mombasa to Nairobi and i i kept here and i realized oh, there's a lot that a lot of processes that i had not a lot of structures that i had not built so yeah i, I don't know what advice in, comes out of that context but it's just it's you never get to you never get to a point where you know everything just try to have more conversation about what you want to do or what you're doing try to find people who have done it who know more than you try to find whatever people have done around the same thing you're doing what has worked uh, so yeah just better to do yeah you know i love that advice that even i think the richest people in the world you know your bill gates i'm pretty sure they still have consultants that consult them from time to time so yeah you have to continue learning things are changing when you look at how businesses were run probably even 10 years ago to where we are yes. now um there's been a huge shift so yeah i think you have to con- continue adapting change and continue learning like you're saying so i really love that and i really loved your 
trial and error. I think not a lot of people have courage to do that. So I was even inspired by that. And I'm happy that you you did it at an earlier age. Yeah, I think even if you're older, to, to figure out what you want is still allowed. But I think it's critical to to definitely pursue your passion and you have a reason for waking up every day at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Thank you for the opportunity. Um, yeah, more than thanks, comfort. We'll Thank see you, you so in April in Kenya. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. I cannot wait. Until <laughs> then, I yeah, have you want to visit Mombasa. So I don't know if you can ask. <laughs> I will I'll give you a guide. I'll even create one myself. Like I was born and raised there, so It'd be fun for you, definitely. Like, yeah, because I think it finishes on Friday evening, everything. So we're then saying weekend in Mombasa. Like, is it a long flight from Nairobi to Mombasa? And then we'll just spend like Saturday and Sunday. Then we'll come back to our countries on Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good plan. I like that you made the planning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we're kind of like looking into that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but thank you so much um, um, for taking your time out on a Sunday. I know you could be relaxing or doing other things, but we're honored that you could join us and share your story with us. Thank you so yeah. much, Perfect. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll chat later. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.